I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt.co, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Hong Kong is set to regulate crypto exchanges. Co-founder of Unstoppable Domains, Bradley Cam, comes on to talk about Unstoppable Domains and going long on Bitcoin after the election. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, Election Day. I drove around this morning, coffee in hand, looking at all the polling places in my area. And we went to about, I would say, six to eight of them just to see what the lines were like. Some of them, lines were stretched a half a mile, three quarters of a mile, just ridiculously long lines. And while other ones, it was non-existent. And I just hope people don't wait too long. And remember, people, if you are in line in the polls close don't get out of line you can still vote if you are in line it is your right to vote stay in line don't go cast your ballot and we will see how this rolls out over the next couple days and i also want to see how bitcoin is rolling out right now let's check those prices here comes the money here we go money talks i'm recording this at three o'clock PM Eastern Standard Time Bitcoin is at $13,727 up 1.5% from yesterday. Ethereum 383.43 down a half percent from yesterday. Litecoin 53.35 down 1.2%. Chainlink 10.32 down 5.5% and XRP up 1% at 23.8 cents. Total market cap for all the cryptocurrency is at $396.2 billion and a BTC dominance of 64.2%. And on a side note, I've seen a lot of chatter on Twitter the past couple of days about Bitcoin's mining difficulty dropping. And it actually dropped around 16%, which is one of the biggest drops in history. But this is just purely routine. This is an annual event that just so happens to be during a bullish part of Bitcoin's history. And miners just will turn off and they will relocate to a different place for a cheaper electricity. Uh, I think it's going to be around in the Xinjiang region of China. And they'll come back online in about 14 days or so. So this has nothing to do with the price. This has nothing to do with the being bullish or being long or short on Bitcoin. It's something that happens often. Just wait it out. And about two weeks later, we should be back to normal. In our first conversation today, we have Nicholas Pelicanos, head of trading of NEM, and he's going to talk about his trading strategy and being long on Bitcoin after the election. What does he want to see out of this election? A Trump victory or a Biden victory? Let's see what he has to say. Matthew, it's good to be here. Awesome, man. Thank you for coming on short notice, but I want to have a lot of people on to talk about the election. This is one of the most pivotal moments in, I think, the United States history. And why is it pivotal is because this is now going to be the second or third, I'm sorry, president of the United States since Bitcoin and cryptocurrency has been alive in existence. Mm. It was first Barack Obama, then it was Trump, and now it could be Biden or it could be continuation of Trump. Yeah, yeah. What and is... growing in prominence as well. So harder to ignore. Exactly, exactly. So the implications on crypto are larger than ever before. 
Exactly. So what are, you, what are you predicting for trading? What are you predicting for the crypto space if Trump wins or if Biden wins? There's a few scenarios we're looking at. I feel like, you know, this is the first election where, I've where I don't really care who gets in. You know, normally, you know, I've been trading elections. You're like, okay, well, this is the strategy we have. I mean, the last time, you know, we had a strategy for Hillary, we had a strategy for Trump. This time, as long as it's clear victory, I don't really mind who gets in, whether it's Trump or Biden. Tomorrow, right, the day after the election, we have the next Fed meeting. If there is a winner, we will have an announcement on stimulus. So both sides, both Biden and Trump, want to do stimulus packages over $2 trillion. And if that gets announced tomorrow, there's, there's obviously differences in how they want to do the stimulus. And we can get into that after, but just at a high level, you know, the theme that drove markets this year was stimulus in the U.S., you know, all of these stimulus checks went out to, out to everyone. Did that help drive crypto on a retail front, potentially? But also that helped drive markets in general. And we had that really strong correlation between crypto and um, and equities. To take a step back to where, what I was saying, I don't, I don't really care. If we have a president come tomorrow, then I think the Fed has some clarity on what type of stimulus they should announce. If there's an announcement of any stimulus, it'll push equities higher. And now if you look at where BTC is, and BTC kind of leads crypto market, as I'm sure you know, and most of your listeners know. If you look at where BTC is historically in its price action, it's sitting at a resistance point, kind of like the last clear resistance before it touches the all-time high. So if you go back all the way to the start and you draw this line, if you go, you find the, the high from the bull run, then you find the next resistance and you do that all through the history, you'll see the price will always run up hit the resistance once, bounce back off it, and after some time, hit it again, break through, and then the bull market really kicks off. Then, then the angle of, of the price action really starts to steepen. You know? And what is that point? Is I heard 13,800? Yeah, I mean, roughly 14, you know, because of all the, the exchanges changing. But I, yeah, I think I have it as 13, 13, yeah, about 13,8. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here. I don't really mind who gets in. I just do not want it to be tight. I would like one side to concede. Also, I don't want the Senate to be sort of owned by one house and then the president be in another house because not, then the stimulus is really going to get messy. So, uh, I mean, just caveat, I'm Australian, so I, I, don't, I don't really care who gets in. You know, I, I, don't, I don't have any, I don't have any, any um, horses in the race. Yeah, for me, I just want to see the stimulus. The short-term effect on the market will be positive. Uh, and it might just be that sort of kick that uh, crypto needs and sort of break that resistance. Now, we aren't um, a trading show. We aren't a financial advice show. We are a daily news show. However, you know, I do like to see, see and look at and think about the markets, um, about how we should be as the average person. I'm just a dude with a microphone and I uh, people who are listening to this are just a little bit of crypto and a little bit of wallets. How should they be thinking and reacting to the news of the next president of the United States if they even should react in any yeah. different way? Uh, I would say huddle, you know, the old fashioned huddle. It doesn't really matter um, in the short term. L the macro fundamentals driving crypto in general sort of bigger than, than you know, the policies of each president. I will say what's interesting is I like that Biden has, you know, a preference to go to go green. And what that will do for Bitcoin mining is probably make it more accessible. Right now, it's very concentrated in China because of the, the of the renewable energies they have there. So if the U.S. had more renewable energies, we'd probably see more mines set up in the U.S. That'd probably be a good thing. And, and in your national interest, that's probably something you should you should probably uh, having. I, I would say, you know, don't, don't worry because, yeah, the, the the real sort of macro driver that's sort of pushing a lot of Wall Street capital into the space is, is the inflation play, right? All of this quantitative easing that's been happening, all this printing, 
that's been happening over this year. Ridiculous amount of money has been printed. Long term, what's that mean for the US dollar? It means it's going to devalue, it's going to lose its purchasing power. And this is the play. This is, this is why people are moving into crypto. They view it as a hedge against inflation. And that is going to remain for some time. Nicholas Pelicanos, head of trading for NEM. Thank you very much for coming on the show and we're talking about this. And I know we're going to be probably talking a little bit more later this week once we figure out what is going on in the election. Thanks, bro. Sounds good, Matthew. Thank you. Sending Bitcoin and cryptocurrency always been a pain in the butt. I mean, a private key just is a bunch of gibberish. Big letters, little letters, numbers, all kinds of stuff. It's hard. You can't remember them. But there's this one company that is trying to change the whole game to make it just as easy as PayPal and Venmo and any other way that we send money in the traditional markets. And that's Unstoppable Domains. And here to talk about their integration with Chainlink and Twitter is Bradley Cam, co-founder of Unstoppable Domains. Thanks a bunch for having me. Absolutely, man. You're always welcome. You're always welcome. And especially if you have news like this, you're teaming up with Chainlink, you're talking about Twitter verification. I read this article. I don't get it. So let's start one step at a time. What What's up with the Chainlink? And then tell me about using Twitter. Yeah. So the idea here is that, so users control blockchain domains. They store them inside of their cryptocurrency wallet, uh, just like a cryptocurrency. So you completely control it. Um, and you can use them for crypto payments. So you can send me money to brad.crypto. No need to tip me, audience. Um, just, uh, just, just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> but there's a problem, right? So I've got brad.crypto. Uh, that's a little bit better than just sending to some crazy 40 character address. But is it, is it the right? Is it the right Brad? How do you know? And if you think about how it works with regular payment systems out there in the world, you know, I go and I use Venmo or something like that. When I go and I want to send you money on Venmo, I type in the username. I usually I see your face. Uh, maybe I see a link to your social media or whatever, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this this, this is the right person. So that's what makes me feel comfortable, you know, sending you five hundred dollars, and you know, decent chance that it's going to the right person. I have an extremely high chance that it's going to the right person. None of that exists in the crypto world, and people are always, you know, asking, you know, like why why are, why isn't anybody why aren't people using crypto for payments? Well, like. You go look at the regular world and you look at what's happening with crypto payments. Well, of course, people aren't using it. The regular world, crypto, the regular world payment systems are way better. And in particular, they have this they have this idea of identity. Like you know, you you have high confidence that you're paying the right person. So we were thinking, okay, crypto payments have this problem. It feels super anonymous. Uh, you're not sure if you're paying the right person. How do we fix that? So there's a way to fix it in a very you know blockchain native way where users are still in control. And so the way it works is you are attaching your Twitter handle to your domain name. You're signing a message with your private key, you're writing this information to the blockchain. Then you tweet out, you tweet out this message along with a code and then Oracle's verifiers go and check the blockchain and check Twitter and, and prove this information, ensure this information, and then write that to the blockchain, the proof saying, yes, this Twitter handle is associated uh, with this domain. And so the Oracle part, the verification part is where Chainlink comes in. And you know, Chainlink is probably the far the most used uh, Oracle system. And the reason why Oracles are so important is you've got all this off-chain data. You got to figure out how to get that information on chain so we can use it for transactions. Chainlink does that. So the net effect of all of this is if you go type in uh, a domain name into a wallet, uh, then that wallet can now show you the Twitter handle too. So you type in a domain name. I think it works in my ether wallet right now. So you can type in the domain name before you hit, before you hit pay, 
you see a little verification thing that says this domain is associated with this Twitter handle. You can click, check the Twitter, check the Twitter account. That Twitter account has five years of history, et cetera, et cetera. You know it's the right person because you've been interacting with them over Twitter DM or you've been following them for years. Like, yes, this is the person I'm trying to pay. Now I pay. Um, so I, it's making crypto payments less scary, um, giving you actual information about who you're paying before you send the money, which of course in this world is completely irreversible. So is there a maybe a plan or a way to integrate with that as well with maybe Facebook? Because I mean, logging with Facebook is something I do all the time or logging with my Apple ID. Um, I, 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 the reason why I'm asking that is, is like, how do we expand that to make more people, you know, get more people involved? Crypto Twitter, if you're in crypto, you're on Twitter, verifying what the handle makes sense. Uh, but not for my mom or for anybody that might be jumping in that, that isn't, you know, involved in the space. Totally. And so I think what this, this is sort of in a, you know, this is an example, you know, showing how this can work. And in the future, I think what's going to happen is, is you're going to want to tie uh, all kinds of off-world, uh, off-chain uh, usernames and, and IDs and information uh, to your domain name to make payments more safe. More safe. So this is really just uh, step one. And, you know, step one, we chose Twitter because, uh, you know, it's a tool that, you know, crypto, right. crypto community uses a lot. And it's also a tool for pseudo-anonymous ID, which we thought was kind of cool um, to kind of start with something that, you know, doesn't expose your, you know, your real world information. You can still be essentially, um, you know, you can, you can still be, it, Twitter IDs are essentially pseudo-anonymous IDs instead of real IDs. And, you know, Facebook is more real IDs. Um, so we thought that would be a good place to start to kind of protect people's privacy a little bit there. Um, but I think that what's going to wind up happening is, is you're going to want all types. Like maybe you're going to want to be completely anonymous. Maybe you're going to want to be pseudo anonymous. Maybe you're going to want to be, uh, have your real world ID uh, tied to your, tied to your domain name and tied to your crypto wallet as well. Um, it's just going to depend on you as the user, which one you want. There's going to be all types of users and all types of use cases. Brad Cam, co-founder of Unstoppable Domains. Thanks for coming on and, and chatting about anything I want. I appreciate it. <laughs> And briefly, in a couple other stories today, we have Hong Kong is set to regulate all cryptocurrency trading platforms operating within that financial hotspot. Hong Kong is planning on regulating crypto exchanges. And that's exchanges such as FTX, which we had Sam Bankman fried on the show a couple times. And I reached out to him to ask him what's going on with that, how he feels about that. And when he does reply, if he does reply, I will most certainly let you know. But these new regulations will move Hong Kong on from its 2019 regulatory framework. All cryptocurrency trading platforms will have to apply for a license as a result. The SEC makes it easier for crypto startups to raise funds. The SEC will allow companies to be exempt from registering for crowdfund security offerings up to $5 million. Actually, that's pretty big. Companies who use the exemptions can sell restricted securities. This alters the incentives for pursuing public funding versus VC funding. And finally, the Brave browser hits 20 million monthly users, which is an increase of 230% in the past year. Now, if you're savvy, you know I just said 20 million monthly users, but that also means 7 million daily active users. So if you're the one in 7 million people that are using Brave browser every day, you are a revolutionary. And honestly, they should probably send you a thank you letter or a birthday card. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. You can send me an email at matthewaron at decrypt.co. And don't forget to subscribe, leave us a rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. It helps us a lot. 
tomorrow and Thursday, we're going to be talking to a lot of people from lawyers to traders to investors to even Wall Street about the election results and what it means for crypto. So stay tuned and happy hodling, everyone. And I want to add the rest of our conversation with Bradley Cam to the end of this episode. So you have the option to not listen to it if you want to. It's politics and crypto again. Enjoy. Um, I can't leave this podcast without talking about the low-hanging fruit of the day. Today's election day, man. What, what, are, you, are you voting? And, uh, and what are you feeling for, for the outcomes in the crypto space? I think um, the, the, we're living in a really weird, really weird period of, of history. Yeah, no so shit, I man. Think that, I think that almost <laughs> no matter which direction it goes, it's bullish on crypto. Because I think that both sides in America, at least, have decided that uh, money printing is fun, a lot more fun than not money printing. Um, I understand why they think that. If you're in control of the printer, it actually sounds pretty great, right? Um, so I, th I think no matter which direction which direction the election goes, we're going to have a lot more of that. And I also just think in general, we are in this, th there's a couple of trends that are happening uh, globally that are benefiting crypto. And I think one of those is that there's just kind of rising instability around the world world, you know, governments are changing. Uh, there's worries about you know, authoritarianism and all this sort of stuff. And crypto is a great pushback against that. So there's that happening, that trend happening. Uh, and then there's also just this like hyper digitalization. Like everybody is trapped at home right now all across the world. Yep. Everyone is like living their lives on Zoom and like digital money, digital native applications, all of this stuff that we've been doing in crypto is just, I mean, like, what better thing than to have the entire world now be forced to live their life on the internet uh, as opposed to previously when you could live your life, uh, live your life much more in person. So I think we just saw like a couple of, a couple of big trends come together uh, at once that are, you know, shockingly good for crypto. Uh, even if some of those things, crypto has always been this hedge a bit against the regular system falling apart. Good news, good news for crypto is the system is falling apart. Bad news for humans <laughs> is the system is falling apart. Right. Um, right. So, you know, there's 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 some good and some bad in there. Um, but for crypto in particular, I think it, it's good. And it also makes me feel a lot better knowing that there's there's a there's an antidote. You know, without crypto, what would we be doing? What what solutions could we be proposing? So, like, we've got all these problems. Crypto is a solution, so that's very that's very motivating. That that we actually have a we have a path, and then we also have a awareness around the world that stuff is broken and breaking. And so I think the world is going around looking for solutions, and we're sitting here as the crypto community, being like, "Hey, hey, everybody, we've had this solution. Oh, look over you know, here, look over here." You know, and we, we've been talking about it for you know ten years, some of us. You know, and everyone's been like, yeah, I don't know. That seems pretty goofy. And now all of a sudden, you know, they're actually listening to us um, because the problems are so apparent now. I mean, I, I can even think back to, you know, so we started this company in January of 2018. And when we started, um, people would say to us, you know, is, uh, is censorship really a problem? Uh, this would be a comment that we would get from people. Uh, is censorship really a problem? And we don't get that question anymore. Uh, almost three years later, mm. uh, mm -hmm. 
people people get it now. Um, you know, they saw what's happened with the social media companies. You know, when we used to say, you know, users need to control their data, people would be like, who cares? Now people are like, oh my gosh, yeah, I saw that documentary on Netflix. It's terrible. We got to do something. You know, <laughs> the the we've we've just the the world has been right. has been hit uh, so clearly with these problems. Um, but the crypto community has been the crypto community sounded a little bit like your you know you're like your your paranoid uncle or whatever you know over the past decade, saying like the whole world's going to fall apart. The you know the money system's not going to going to stop working. The internet is turning against you. All of this stuff, and everyone's been like, "Come on, crazy uncle!" Really? And now, now we're not. Now we're not the crazy uncle anymore. I can tell you right now, if we, there was no crypto, uh, exactly what we'd be doing would be either buying gold or trying to uh, uh, stockpile cans of food and toilet paper in our basement <laughs> for the barter economy that's going to be coming up when 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 things go really tits up. But um, hey, man, I appreciate your um, your your feedback on the uh, on the election. But real real quick, last question before we hop off. You did say that you know crypto is a hedge. You say that um, no matter what, whoever wins, you know they, they are really enjoying printing money. But do you think there's a better option for crypto? Do you think that Trump's a better option or Biden's a better option for crypto? I heard an interesting um, statement yesterday, and they said that actually. No, I'm sorry. It was um, Alex Mashinsky that said the best outcome for crypto would be a contended election because then it would throw everybody into a, like upheaval and want to just protect their assets. What do you think? Ooh, uh, um, that is a that's a bit of a terrifying thought, but I think the the premise is probably accurate. That um, you know, just having the complete collapse of the U.S. system might ultimately longer term be better for crypto, but I would still rather that we don't go that direction. I would still rather that maybe true. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. That maybe it goes a little smoother and cause I still think crypto is on the rise either way. So I don't think we need absolute existential crisis and collapse in order for crypto to, you know, go mainstream. Uh, I think it's been doing a great job, you know, slowly moving forward. Uh, over the past few years, and maybe even quickly moving forward over the past year or two. So I don't feel like we need that. As a person living in America, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, I kind of, you know, I kind of like how things, you know, were. So um, I hope that we don't have that level of instability. But um, yeah, maybe that's a maybe that's an accurate, accurate take. <laughs>